0: Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. Yes, yes,
1: yes, Prodigal and the Priest and me. It's time to answer those questions people have. That last one really like, like two episodes ago, should I say, really like brought emotion from people the whole like the priest not being baptized
0: oh yeah for sure that's a big thing people
1: are talking to us at mass about it and everything they're like what and then other people like i want to find my baptism and i'm like i never want to see it nope (laughs) if i have it i'm never going to watch it Mm -hmm. oh my gosh
0: (laughs) man i I was getting so good at technology
1: and then boom no i think that kind of fit you could just
0: could just run with it
1: yeah like a re intro part
0: yeah kind of like you know we just had our little little intro comments and now we're gonna dive in there you go okay
1: wait what's our what's our song yeah no you heard it (laughs) yeah yeah that's
0: right you can make that drop and just play it
1: um so want to apologize first, anybody who tried to watch our last episode on YouTube, you can hear the sound, but apparently I hit a photo instead of uh, the video. I'm sorry. This is a small production thing,
0: okay? <laughs> so I'm trying to do it all.
1: <laughs> so we can start recording We were with referring to your stuff, phone. Like,
0: pointing at things. Like, we were talking hey, about, everybody. Yes. Yeah, so take- for
1: this one, we were talking about the, the relic. Of St. Yeah. John Bosco. And you're so. like, you
0: see the gold thing
1: right on the screen? Yeah, so all our all our people. So apologize for last time. You'll still hear the audio put on uh, YouTube. But, um, yeah, so make sure to check us out, YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple Play, Music, thing, wh- wherever all you can. Things. All the things. Uh, all the things. And subscribe to St. Anne Parish on YouTube while you're there. Uh, give it a like, a thumbs up, all of that. And, uh, yeah, and if you have a question – you can go to one of two places.
0: You can go to our email address, <laughs> prodigal and the Priest. Yeah, you can go to our email address, p- prodigalandthepriest p- t- p- at p-
1: gmail.com. P- <laughs> <laughs> or you can go to st.annparish.org slash ptp. not <laughs> ready to there be asked that <laughs> I know. I threw you off. I threw you off. So to, to kind of play off that two episodes ago, so there's a question um, regarding a follow-up from that Father Matthew Hood. Um, who was invalidly baptized. So, and I told you before we started, I was like, hey, you know, I did a little research before, you know, I do have a theology catechetics degree, but it looks like nothing compared to, you know, biblicum over here. And so all of that, but, you know, so the person asks um, regarding Father Matthew Hood's invalid baptism, could it be considered valid as baptism of desire, even though the deacon said the wrong word? And so, You know, when I was looking up, Catechism 1258 says this, the Church has always held the firm conviction that those who suffer death for the sake of the faith without having received baptism are baptized by their death for and with Christ. This baptism of blood, like the desire for baptism, brings about the fruits of baptism without actually having the sacrament. And so my answer to that would be... um, if Father Matthew had died, yes, I think there would have been a baptism of desire. His parents intended for it, all of that. But baptism of desire is really applied in the case of death. And so that's how I look at it. It's like, I understand what they're asking, like, because they're essentially saying, like, could we just, like, couldn't we just give it a check mark it was like they desi- the parents desired for it you know mm-hmm. father matthew apparently you know definitely desired like that his baptism be valid and all those things i can't imagine the internal turmoil he has been experiencing but really baptism a desire applies to situations of baptism that are like when that was unable to happen prior to the death or death of blood like a martyr
0: mm-hmm. no you did good yeah. Very good. Um I just
1: snapped for myself.
0: Yeah, you did. I I would play claps and stuff, but I don't, but you don't know don't how have to. access. Okay. We should switch um,
1: that one time. I should no, I'm never gonna give you control That <laughs> Okay, of thinking, go ahead.
0: Anyway. Um yeah, it's so it's a very sorry, I'm gonna sneeze. Um it's a very <laughs> very uh Augustinian thing. Um which is which is a good thing. So like to to place this emphasis on Where our desire leads us in a relationship with God, I think it's really important to understand just how that works in general in our faith. And I'm not going to get all long winded about it, but like it's the same dynamic at work in spiritual communion and in an act of perfect contrition. Like those are both desiring a sacrament that you cannot receive at the moment. And by that desire, or in response to that desire, elicited from that desire, God can give us the grace of receiving the fruit of the sacrament right. without actually receiving the sacrament. That's what a baptism of desire is. Specifically, it refers to somebody who is wanting to be baptized, and so you would be an adult to want it, right? Um, and unable to uh, to be for some reason living right. under a... Country where you're being persecuted, or the specific case of martyrdom, yeah. Um, like the uh, Ugandan, Ugandan, Ugandan martyrs, yeah. Ugandan martyrs, St. Charles Lu- Luanga. Luanga, yeah. Um, so, like, yeah. so, like, yeah, same dynamic at work. Like, who yeah. knows? Our God is very good and merciful, probably gave Father Matthew the fruit of, right. of that sacrament. But that's not the same thing as saying like, okay, well, you know, receive the fruit. I guess I don't need to be baptized then. Right. Right. God has bound himself. To, wait, is bound. I always get it wrong. God is bound to the sacraments, but not, is not himself bound. Right. Something like that. I'd say right. Who knows? Yeah. I've messed that quote up several times in the last couple of days. I feel like
1: there's some like real traditionalist priest who is like, like, just like super knowledgeable who probably just listens to us. Just like being like, they're so wrong. just typing
0: up all the errors that we have. I'd like to see him if I'm an error. <laughs> no, I, I want to be told you want to fight them um, <laughs> that yeah. you heard it here. Yeah. Father gonna Paul's going to take on with this, this anonymous, <laughs> anonymous priest. Um,
1: no, I think it's just,
0: yeah, it, it's, it, it's important to understand that like, God's grace is always being offered to us in every moment and seeking us out and drawing us towards him. And that, uh, every, every good thing that we do, um, even a good intention or a good desire is already the fruit of his grace at work. Right. But it's leading us towards a fulfillment, um, which here on earth, uh, our fullest <laughs> fulfillment, whatever that right. means is in receiving the, the sacraments yeah um so and it's, obviously it's not yeah. an either or it's the one leads to the other but if it can't lead lead there for some reason yeah. then like we're not to despair
1: right um, and that's where i've only you know ever heard it in the case of a desire like we've talked about with a martyr or um you know like nikki and i's case where our daughter yeah. passed away um you know and, and so we were able to baptize her yeah but in that case where a parent you know is unable to that where there's some type of tragedy, you know, or, or things like that. So, um, great. feel like that's good. Yeah, we did it. We did it. Okay. See you later. Under eight minutes for (laughs) one question. All right. Um, this is from Heather. First off, Heather, thank you for putting your name because like so many people are like anonymous, biggest fan, which don't get me wrong, biggest fan and anonymous. We love you. Yes. We love you, but I love also that people are like, hey, here's a name. Okay, so hello. Thanks for the podcast. I'm really enjoying it um, a lot, and you guys are great. Our family attends St. Ann's, and I participate in Friday in a Friday morning St. Ann Bible study that continued over the summer via Zoom. Awesome. Praise God. We just completed a biblical walk through the Mass by Edward Shree. Mm. Um, the Bible study briefly touched on preparation of priests before Mass and washing their hands and feet. Lots of backstory, but it calls to mind pro athletes and how some have pre-game rituals yeah. of backstory um, so, and superstitions and different things. So my question is, Father Paul, what is your pre-Mass ritual? Same to you, Joey. How do you prepare for youth group? I felt like Heather was the nicest person in the world. It was like, I want to ask Father Paul what he does. But, but I'm got- also,
0: I'm not going to make Joey feel like I'm not going <laughs> to. You know, you do that other thing, too. You're and just the so- pro.
1: Well, I I am like still priest, prophet, and king in my baptism. So, you know, maybe I have a pre-mass yeah. ritual, too. Okay. So, yeah, okay. but um, anyway, any athlete pre-game rituals you guys like also. So, um We'll tackle that one second. So pre pre mass ritual,
0: Uh, pray. (laughs) No, it's important. Okay, so so like especially in the life of a diocesan priest, um, it's it's kind of a shock how much, how many different things you have to do in a day, and how quickly you can, how easy it is to start running from one thing to another to another, and for mass just to become one of those things and not to really prepare. Yeah, like that's a. It's not uncommon, and so you have to right. be really intentional about it. I'm not saying like I'm perfect, but I do know, like if I was, <laughs> it's it's important to pray before mm-hmm. and after mass, whether you're attending or you're celebrating, right? Like to prepare and to make uh, Thanksgiving. My specific preparation in the sacristy is there are prayers associated with each liturgical garment you put on, yeah, and. It's really important to me to me to pray those prayers. So, the first thing I do is I wash my hands and I say the prayer when I'm washing my hands. And then I put on the amice, which is called the helmet of salvation and all this stuff. It's just a handkerchief that goes and co- covers your collar. Then I put on the owl. Then the sanctuary. Like, really, each. to
1: per- protect it from sweat, right? Yeah. I mean,
0: no, ev- everything in there has like a, that, that's a whole nother episode. Right. Everything yeah. in there a has, meaning, has but, a meaning. Yeah. A sort of like practical uh, meaning and then has like a spiritual significance. S- yeah, um, symbolism. Yeah. Symbolism too. And and they're all really beautiful. The prayers themselves are really beautiful and old prayers. And so there's a prayer associated with each one. And then I say a prayer of intention after that. Like my intention is to celebrate mass. Right. Um, and, uh, I, I have a, a couple prayers I'll say there. And so as far as set prayers, that's what I do. Uh my pregame ritual. Yeah. But, um, I do think it's also really important as much as possible to be able to take some time in quiet to just remember this is, <laughs> this is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, this is heaven come down to earth. Right. Uh, so,
1: so let me then be a little controversial for a moment. Do it. Cause you know, I love that. I'm going to take Heather's question and I'm going to raise it the ante. Okay. okay. Um, does it then bother you cuz when i think of athletes i think of you know they get in the zone they get in the game you see so many of them kind of explode with like reporters or like cameramen or different people that kind of get in the way of like they've Ooh, gotten in the zone I see where you're right doing. yeah does it bother you when you're about to say mass and somebody says hey father can you hear my confession real quick
0: um is this I, too tra- th- controversial? You no, know no, what I'm no, saying? no, it's like, good. It's a good question. I thought you were going to be more more vague than specifically oh no, confession. I'm, like, I'm calling it out specifically. Yeah, no, confession is okay. Confession is like the most important thing that I can do moment to moment. If possible, I will always say yes, even if I'm grumpy about it. I know it's important. <laughs> um, if somebody asked me one minute before a Sunday Mass, I would have to say, no, I'm sorry, but I'll hear it after Mass. Um, Fair. It's just, just how it is. But uh, and recently, but no, oh, go that, ahead. yeah. But just like generally speaking, say you know, in this like ideal world, I'm painting. I had like 20 minutes to just pray in the sacristy before mass, and somebody came in and was like, "Could you hear my confession?" No, I would not be like. <laughs> I'm in the you, zone. You have, you have disturbed my peace <laughs> <laughs> as I am preparing. How dare you? It's like, no, this is this is something worth um, like Interrupting. Leave it, leaving yeah. prayer for. And not to get long-winded again, but like in general, when priests pray at their church, that's kind of a phenomenon is that people will come up to you and will say things. And sometimes they're just saying hi and they're trying to be nice and And it is a little irritating sometimes of like, okay, you know, I, I was praying. Right. Okay. You don't actually need anything, but it is good to see you. Always good to see you. Um, But if, if somebody has something important, like a confession, yes, that is dev or if there's some emergency, like, yeah, there are many reasons to leave prayer for the sake of charity. Right. Um, Yeah. And this, this would be that.
1: And recently to go a little long winded or ness is you've been doing this thing i've seen you like a few times when i've done the live stream i'll walk out into the church and you'll be sitting like <laughs> <laughs> you me out for like, something you well like okay so you're in your cassock you have this black <laughs> saint Anne's mass you look a little bit like kylo ren from star wars and you're just sitting on the altar like the in the priest chair which is like reminds me of that scene in the throne room before they like do that whole scene with like um him and Ray fight yeah, uh, like
0: the greatest fight? Yeah, of, yeah, like with of the, all Star the red soldier people. Yeah, you know what I'm an talking awesome about? Fight.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. But like every time I see it, your arms are just like up on the rest. <laughs> I walk out and like your eyes are closed. Like you're meditating about to like toss a lightsaber through somebody. Like <laughs>
0: what is that in your pre mass thing? No, that's 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 exactly what I was just describing. <laughs> so like um there's just there's a lot of people who need to be in the sacristy there's a lot going on there and it's it's not and there's nowhere to sit right um and so i found that like nice. wherever i go for sort of pre mass prep um it it's not sort of a secluded enough place right where i can actually just make it, take a few moments and collect myself and and do the prayer thing unless I go sit in the priest chair up in the sanctuary and cause nobody will come up there. <laughs> unless
1: some idiot who's running <laughs> the, the live semester. stream has to ask a question. It's like, Hey, what are you
0: doing? Are you going to do the announcements? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's why I started sitting that's up awesome. there. It, it's, it is part of the pre-mass ritual at this point. That's cool. Um, And it just, I I hope everybody thinks of Kylo
1: Ren also, (laughs) like from this point on, like from Star Wars. So, um, I just, yeah, I want to echo prayer. I pray, I pray for the night. Pray with the group. Pray with the core team. Uh, Heather, it was like the nicest thing that you asked me, but mine has no ritual significance, <laughs> anything. So, um, but I can speak towards athletes pregame rituals. I've like looked up. All, there are so many athletes that are like so superstitious. Like, okay, yeah. Oh, baseball players especially. Oh, especially everybody. like deep dive in baseball players and things like that. Like growing up, being a Yankees fan, like Wade Boggs remind me of their third baseman. One game, he ate, like, a bucket, a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. And, like, he played outstanding. Like, that was his pregame ritual. Like, had to do From that. then
0: on. Yeah. like Can't like, change it.
1: Yeah. Like, things like that where I'm like, what? But, like, I kind of did that growing up. I was like, oh, wait. I, like, wear this shirt or this, you know, <laughs> like, or these socks. or Or, you know, like, Jordan, we heard of, he wears his college North Carolina shorts. Under mm-hmm. his pro shorts, you know, we saw that in Space Jam and all that. But, um, you know, also, uh, you know, you got LeBron in the powder toss in the air. Is he yeah. allowed to do that right now during COVID? I don't know. Like, does does it go into? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everybody's in a mask, and he's like tossing powder in the air and stuff like that. So there are tons. I, I think there's, I think there's some cool ones. New I think Zealand some rugby re- team. Oh, the uh, hot.
0: Ho- yeah, like they, d- the, they do the. What's it
1: called? Hot, hot ha Haka uh, no I
0: actually yeah it's something like something that I like that I don't know the name if I, of I just it. said
1: something offensive in another language I apologize yeah
0: we're very sorry <laughs> um no but that that's pretty cool and super intimidating um
1: or like yasiel Puig licks his bat.
0: <laughs> Isn't that weird? That is pretty weird, but I could see how that would freak you. out as right. a pitcher? Yeah, what like are you doing? very weird, very weird. It's not a sword. Yeah.
1: So there's a lot. I mean, also anybody weird. stick out for you, like uh, sports wise, or
0: nah, not really.
1: Like any weird golf ones you've ever seen? Ooh. I mean, they do all the thing like lining up a drive or like a hit, like the like some are like
0: yeah, yeah. But there's also like different people have totally different rituals for arriving at the range and it's this many hours before the right the thing. I never followed anybody in particular on that. I certainly have my own. Um, oh yeah. okay. But well, maybe I'll we'll leave say leave that yeah, for we'll, some other time.
1: We'll leave it out there. We'll leave it out there. There you go. All right. So next question. Biggest fan. asked this.
0: What's up, biggest fan?
1: <laughs> What's up? As someone who has recently watched the movie Rudy for the first time, I'm now curious with what issues Father Paul has with it and would like and would like to know what they are. On that note, what is a good way to discern what movies uh, we as Christians should watch or should avoid? For instance, is it moral for a Christian to watch a movie that has been rated R? due to impurity, strong language, or violence it contains. So you got two things in here. We got the yep. Rudy debate that me and me and you love going at, you know, mm-hmm. because I love Notre Dame. Um, huge Notre Dame fan. They're my college team. And yeah, diehard Notre Dame fan. Um, and when I found out you couldn't stand Rudy, I thought our friendship was over. The podcast was doomed, everything. So we got that. Mm-hmm. And then you got the second one, which is really interesting. Yeah. As Christians, you know, and specifically they target R-rated, but there's plenty of, gosh, nowadays, PG-13. It doesn't, like, the ratings, you know, not so much on the rating part, but, like, as a Christian, yeah. Can you watch a movie with, like, strong language, impurity, violence, different things like that. Mm -hmm. So, Rudy. Okay. And... I almost <laughs> just like poured my old coffee cup on the mic. Okay, and we're good. On we're your good. Computer. Know, like, and no, on no. the soundboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, okay.
0: All of it. So I'm actually a, a big Notre Dame fan too as far as Are you? Yeah, as far as it goes I never knew that. with like me being a big fan of anything college sports. Um I just never got into them enough. Right. It was hard in yeah, Bermuda yeah. growing up. That's that kind of like
1: the story of your life. Like every time it's like, well, you know, bermuda i'm like yeah okay
0: we couldn't watch the super bowl some years let alone college sports anyway um so my thing about rudy is i i believe true but also not terribly well informed on my part um i've just heard that he was kind of a jerk i've seen the movie like who'd Uh, you hear that from
1: Like you read it or like did somebody be like, oh, actually, I knew him.
0: He wasn't a nice guy. No, I've heard I've heard from people who went to Notre Dame and I've heard it in like articles and stuff.
1: But does that go back to our one episode, which is like these driven people kind of are like punks.
0: Yeah, the thing is, he wasn't good.
1: Well, well, so, okay, was he not good or like would he actually be the case of like based on in football? Size mm. is huge. Yes. Like, and he didn't have the size. And he worked his way as somebody who never should have made. Like, I mean, at that time, like a Notre <laughs> work. I see the fan. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, there's some point of like being like, was that just like hard work and probably came across as like a jerk because he was like so intense and had to be. To like gain respect because he was so small.
0: I don't know, man. I mean, the movie was was great and inspiring. I like the movie, but I just heard that the real life Rudy was, I don't know, not that good and kind of a jerk. And so, and I've heard that confirmed by people who went to Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> so. I want these people on. <laughs> Call them in. <laughs> so, so that that's my whole thing. I know that there's like, actually as a more movie. to the. Oh, the movie's nice. Nice it's it's a nice movie.
1: I mean, okay, name top your top football movie then. If you don't say the same movie. Remember think, the Titans. Okay, thank Obviously. you. Obviously. Okay,
0: yeah. All right. Here here's my thing. When discerning, right? We we've talked about discernment, principles of discernment before, and mm-hmm. I I really like the approach of do I want this and can I do it?
1: Or we move into the second part of the question?
0: No, I'm talking about Rudy. talking
1: about Rudy. Rudy wanted to, but
0: he couldn't do it. Right. (laughs) And I think he made a bad discernment to keep trying. But he got into a game. Yeah, like garbage time at the very end. So, like, meaningless play.
1: If the equivalent was in golf, that you, like, all these years worked to try to make the PGA, and there was some garbage tournament, In the PGA, that really didn't matter. You're telling me you wouldn't play 18 holes and be like, I played in the PGA?
0: I would not dedicate 10 years of my life.
1: Okay, it was four years of college, okay? (laughs) It wasn't 10 years of your life. You know what I'm saying, though?
0: Uh, Yeah. I
1: don't know. But I think it was like a pity
0: thing. I don't think he like earned his spot. I think well, it was. he
1: earned it by if any of that's true. That so you're saying I would like to hear he may have been a jerk, but what did the other players think of him? Yes, because that was portrayed. I want to know that. Like no, that was portrayed I mean, Rudy, very much. Like and that was very much like. Hey, so coach, that's this guy is given it. That's all. where give him a shot.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm thinking that like the movie departs from reality. But I would I'm I'm willing to be corrected. I would need to do more research on it. Right. I've got this kind of third-hand thing going,
1: right? Or um, if there is somebody out there who is relatives with or knows the background, let us know.
0: Is is Rudy still alive? Could we get him on our? <laughs> Could we call him up? Because I'll, I'll apologize. I don't know. Um, like that would be cool, right?
1: <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, I. I think you're greatly <laughs> exaggerating the success of this podcast <laughs> to be able to get Rudy on it. Anyway, like when
0: did that happen? How old would he be? I don't know. It's kind of set in like old school a little bit, but I don't know. I'll look. I don't it think up. it's that far. Okay, you want me to talk about movies?
1: <laughs> well, I, I think I think Biggest Fan brings up a very interesting thing that I've had very intense debates on with teens with heck priests about different people to just say, what's the line there? Because some people will say to me, well, and I think they're being completely honest. They're saying, you know what, some type of impurity or that, like it doesn't bother me. It doesn't lead me to sin. It doesn't lead me down any negative road. You know, violence. I think that one needs to be qualified with like, are we depicting a war? Are we depicting violence just for the sake of violence? You know, just gore for the sake of gore. Um, you know um strong language as well like you know um what you know i think a lot about war movies where i'm like yeah they probably were cursing as bullets were flying by there yeah I'm like not can just, a catholic
0: watch saving private ryan which is this incredible movie but right. also has like a lot of intensity yeah, to like
1: it. the series band of brothers i think of you know, yeah, like yeah, things like thing.
0: that um yeah those so for me like the, yeah. imp- the impurity thing maybe we should do like a longer segment on this because we pr- we but, probably can dive but into, just like it, but a, a little few like thoughts. a quick answer right now. I've heard people say that before. You know that it doesn't lead me into sin. So like what they're saying is, but is, is it
1: still good? That's my well, thing. Yeah, there's, no,
0: there's that, and I don't know. I, I hear a lot of confessions. I don't think that we're as strong as we think we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we need to take the near occasion of sin, which is what you're talking about here, right? More seriously, um. And I think that the standards of our culture regarding what is pure and what is, what is not, um, are so different than anything close to Christianity that like, no, I, if, if there's, if there's a moment, I I know I'm going to sound prudish or whatever, but like, I don't think you should watch it. Mm -hmm. I, I think, I think you're putting yourself in serious danger.
1: Now are you talking about all three of those things or are you talking no, I'm specifically? talking
0: specifically about purity because we have something in I think in language us that, is a little different. Yeah, a language is is the one that I don't really care that much about honestly. Um right, no, we're not condoning on what we're, talking we're about. not condoning. Obviously not blaspheming, but Right. Actually uh,
1: that bothers me way more yeah. than like somebody
0: No, it's really yeah. serious yeah. and it's so casual. Um but but yeah, there's something in our particular fallen human nature mm-hmm. that uh, we're just easily susceptible to this kind of sin, right? Um, regarding matter of purity, and so yeah. it's like I say, stay, <laughs> stay. Away. If it means you can't watch TV, fine. Right. Like I, I know that sounds again prudish and a bit crazy, right. oh extremist. But like if it's gonna lead you <laughs> into sin, why would you ever? freely choose that. Right. Um,
1: yeah, I mean with the statistics nowadays and especially working with teens and just seeing people with media and addictions and all that. I mean the amount of impurity, especially in regards to, you know, pornography, things like that. Oh, like it's, it, i mean,
0: it, I mean sickening. It, yeah. It's it's yeah. and and to say like, well the production value of the movie's good or the plot's good or whatever. Like, okay. You know, Christians in the early church would condemn the gladiator games um, and what if people and say like you can't go to these and be a Christian it's blood sport right, right? like literally blood sport um, and pe- if if people's response to that was like well I mean they're so well produced <laughs> and like the special effects are really incredible and they were right. in ancient Rome like right. they you know could flood the Colosseum and have boat races that's right. pretty impressive yeah uh, that doesn't that doesn't make it an okay thing, right? I don't know. It just it, it feels to me like we're we're trying to rationalize. Yeah, uh,
1: I'm with you 100 percent on the impurity thing. Yeah, and I know a lot I, of people that probably are our friends are not with us on that. And I, I know, yeah, and like and I've, I've had, I've had those, many
0: of these conversations too. But I can't sit here and in good conscience like right. counsel anything outside of what I've said.
1: Now I have had people. I'll just toss this out as an option. I have had people look up the movie before. So not not viewing it like necessarily um I'm not talking Oh and like in, skip over. Right. So I'm not talking in a theater like yeah. or something like that, but to know like if there is something um yeah. you know, skipping over in that. I don't know. What do you think about that?
0: I think that could be okay. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, the language, the violence one is yeah, really it, the l-
0: it really depends on what kind of thing you're talking yeah. about. Like I do think that you know there's a real value to to war movies, uh especially like Band of Brothers and Saving Private Ryan and like right. the that kind of war movie. Yeah. Dunkirk. Um, never saw it. Oh. Scary. Um but the that's a very different world than like what what do they call it? Gratuitous violence? Yeah, yeah. Just Um gory.
1: Like or like the horror films that are just oh, like I
0: I would never go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. Yeah. Sorry, I <laughs> yeah, I just, there, there there's a book I read once where where the guy was like, and, and this was written maybe 30, 40 years ago, where he was like, you know, if, if you really want to take the gospel seriously, you should just put an ax through the TV. Um, and I'm not quite willing to do that. Like I have a smartphone, we have a TV in the rectory, right. I watch certain things and sports and certain tv shows and stuff but i kind of agree with him and wish i could just be that extreme about it because when you have clarity about like there are eternal consequences to these decisions like and and what would you know padre pio or something do (laughs)
1: um yeah did he tell people like get out of his confessional because they aren't truly repentant
0: (laughs) yeah he was awesome (laughs) You could
1: also read souls, right? But so that's yeah. I guess the difference.
0: Yeah. Uh any priest who's listening, you should probably not do that. Just right, like,
1: right. <laughs> Good um, practice. No, but, but you're right. Like the the fact that like why would you jeopardize something where you're like for the to be like, oh but our, the but the value, but our, I, I need to see that. Like really? Over eternal Our gospel
0: like, last weekend. What does it gain you to or what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul?
1: Yeah. I think JP two said that.
0: Yeah. No, it was actually uh, Thomas Moore from uh, Man for All Seasons, which oh, is an amazing movie. But that's the and thing. And then he goes, I, but for whales. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world, I
1: will, but whales. I will toss out, though. And I'm not saying, though, on the other side being like, so just watch like poorly produced Christian movies. Right. I'm sorry. I'm not. There are terrible ones that I'm like, I will <laughs> not like. The acting is terrible. The yeah. production, and, no, no, no. and I'm that's, not justifying the other either. I'm just saying like, okay, I'm not going to be like, then my kid can only watch this movie. I'm not going to name it because somebody will then be like, I watched that movie. I love it. I'm like, that's terrible, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, no, they are terrible. <laughs> because it brings up, didn't didn't that new movie, the Fatima movie, just come out? Yeah, I heard it was actually really good. We'll have to see it. Yeah. If somebody wants to take us to see it, I, I actually don't think it's in theaters, but if, you know, somebody gets us a screening of it, we'll do a review. We'll do an episode on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, cool, cool. We're, <laughs> cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right. We're, uh, we're long-winded. We'll, we'll cut it off there uh, for this episode of uh, Prodigal and Priest and Me. Um, that was a fun one. I enjoyed it. And hey, anybody who knows Rudy, let us know. We'll get him on the show. Or we'll get you on the show. So, on behalf of Joey Scansella, Father Paul Bechter, take care.
0: God bless.